Welcome to the Cultured Magazine podcast, Points of View, bringing you intimate interviews with creative leaders reflecting on their personal journeys and their visions for the future. I'm your host, Sienna Fiquette. In today's episode, I sat down with Kiersey Clemens, an actor, singer, and producer. We discussed taking time for themselves creatively, upcoming projects, getting to play their dream roles, what's in their current music rotation, and the writers and filmmakers they haven't met yet, but want to work with in the future. First of all, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. I actually am so thrilled that Jamie was the link to make this happen because, you you know, it just feels like, first of all, Jamie's amazing and it just feels really full circle. And that's kind of how I've been operating on this podcast is just like friends of friends and really trying to keep it as me just reaching out as possible. (laughs) I love that. I respect that. I, I would never be able to, I shouldn't say never, but yeah, yeah. give yourself more credit. (laughs) You must be really good at making lists. I am. Mm -hmm. I am. What's your sign? I'm, I love that. I'm asking that question as I'm lighting sage. I know this is, (laughs) I'm not that quacky. I know that people think I am. I'm really not. You're like, do, do, do Erica Badu in the background. Um, <laughs> um, I'm a cancer, but I'm a Virgo rising. Oh, my friend that I'm staying with right now is also a cancer and a Virgo rising. Wow. That's nice her cool. stage. Amazing. What's okay. What's your sign? I am a Sagittarius. My moon's an Aquarius and I'm a Libra rising. Amazing. My moon's also an Aquarius and I love Sagittarius. I love Sag. I mean, <laughs> you got to love. <laughs> I, I mean, I've loved every Sagittarius that I've ever met. And mm-hmm. I say that in the sense of not even being like, cause we have some, we have some, some, uh, qualities that are quite disappointing, <laughs> but we make up for it in a good time. Agreed. So much fun. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Woo. I love a cancer um, though. I do love a cancer. When's your birthday? Is your birthday coming up? Uh, June 26th. Ah, uh, my sister's is uh, June 27th. Oh, dang. My best. She's my best friend. She's clearly also. Oh, wow. A day apart. That's pretty close. It is very close. I yeah. wonder where you guys are. That also, I was just talking to someone about uh, June cancers versus July cancers. Yeah. What is the difference? I don't know what it is, but there is definitely, there's definitely just uh, a distinguishing between the July cancer and the early. Uh, yeah. Cause cancer season starts on the 22nd. So something yeah. in those early days. I only know my friend that I'm with right now, Alex, who I'm saying with, she is a July cancer and now I'm going to have to interview her. <laughs> You're going to be taking notes. like. Yeah, that's really, I think there's probably, actually, I don't know. I would have to, I, now I'm going to do research. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm aware of the differences between like Sagittarius's who are um, in, uh, in December and mm. in November. Exactly. Um, there's absolutely differences. The December ones are more festive. As, oh. you think, <laughs> as you would think, as you smile. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm glad we had that oh, talk. I know. I was like, that was just for us. We love that was for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I also said to Jamie, I was like, I feel like I'm just going to get along with your friends so naturally. I can just like feel that through the screen because also I'm obsessed with your Instagram stories. They crack me up. They have personality. You're using filters. You're telling a story. Mm-hmm. I really, yeah, five stars. Thank you. I do see it as another form of like storytelling. I mean, that's what TikTok is also yeah. essentially. Yeah. Social media is storytelling. Even when people are not intending to tell a story, like that is fiction. You just made up your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> you just made up the whole thing. Yeah, I just agree. Hard. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, okay. So you are in London right now. Mm-hmm. And what, what brings you there? Why are you in London? Me? I'm just hanging out. Amazing. I was, <laughs> I was here last year for, I mean, 
uh, I guess like five months ish, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was filming the flash and Amazing. I really enjoyed it. I have a lot of friends out here. I've spent a lot of time here before. Um, and I realized on this trip as well, people are always in and out of London, at least people that I know, because I, in entertainment, people film here. It's also, I've realized a place that I think a lot of musicians on their off time come here. It's an right. yeah. inspiring place. And it's kind of also this hub in, um, on this side of the world, kind of, you know, mm-hmm. took the train to Paris. You can go to fucking, yeah. you can go to Amsterdam. Um, last year I went to Ibiza. That was fun. I just really, I love it. I love, um, the food Mm -hmm. now because they (laughs) they didn't before like six years ago. I would shit talk the food here so bad. Yeah. People really Uh, do. Yeah. (laughs) The food here is not good. I've seen shows, museums, the parks Mm. are awesome. I love the rain. Yeah. Um, me too. I just really love London, but I don't oh. think it's a unique feeling to me. I think yeah. a lot of Wow. I love that. It's like so clearly an important like city to you, like creatively, like, you know? Yeah. And you, you told me you were, you're working on some music. <laughs> I am, which wasn't on purpose. I just kind of Came out here, um, not really knowing why, other than I just wanted to. Um, And I ended up writing a bunch. I mean, I always write a lot, but it's just, I'll try to go on like a nice walk, you know, and put my phone away and then I'll see something or someone doing something. And I like, I'm constantly pulling out my phone. Like It's hard. It's hard. Hard. Um, the other day I was at the park and I, it was sunny and I like took my top off. I had a top on under the top, but (laughs) (laughs) I took my first top off (laughs) and my shoes and I'm like laying there in the sun. And then I see this like little girl. It doesn't matter her gender. (laughs) I see this little person, this little human wave, this other little human who's playing with like a fire truck. And then they go over there and they start playing and I'm watching and I'm just like cheesing. Like you can't help it because yeah. you're watching these little humans be so pure. Yeah. There was a yeah. whole movie that I'm watching. Their mom, the kid who waved, their mom is trying to engage with the other mom. Who's a bit, she looked like she had things going on. Yeah. She, yes. She wasn't as open to like the conversation. And so I'm watching their interaction and then the little kid who waved and started all of this comes over and brings me a truck. So now I get to play. You're a part of it. You become a part I'm of it. I'm a part of it. And this, then, you know, eventually she takes the truck back, you know. As she <laughs> <laughs> and um, I ended up on my phone the whole time. Yeah. Right? And then, right. Because it was just like how it, 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 it I ended up being stuck in this idea of we were playing with fire trucks. Yeah. And I was like, we're literally putting out fires right (laughs) now as we have this interaction. Yeah. Like we all just need to hand over our little fire trucks and we could put out all of these. I know. It'd be so simple. This is what kids remind you. Kids always remind you. They'd like bring it back to square one. And you're like, Oh, right, right, right. They are square one. Yeah, they really do. And it was funny to see that and have that interaction. And then the contrast of, you know, their, their parents, um, (laughs) and then seeing parts of their personalities and them. So anyways, I, I, that's what I do here. (laughs) It makes me, yeah, it really, that was all I needed for the day. Yeah. Yeah. About for two days. I've told that story. (laughs) That's no, but that's beautiful. Like, and I'm seeing your face light up. Like you're like, that's joyful. That was like, you were there, you were in it. It really did make me really happy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It was nice. And then I was jealous because uh, one of the kids had to pee and he got to go pee in the tree. But oh. I had to leave the park completely because I had to pee. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you're like so right. I'm an adult, <laughs> and yeah. 
yeah, I was like, this sucks. I would love to stay and play trucks, but I'm going to kill myself. And <laughs> like snap back to reality immediately. Just yeah, like, as oh. much as my inner child is here and present. I'm oh now, man. You know? Yeah. Um, the responsibilities of being an adult. I know. Yeah. I've been thinking about that a lot. It's, it's, oof. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of lists. A lot. It's definitely a lot. Oh God. Also too, like, okay. Cause so we're talking about music, but you are an actor. And so like, I could imagine like these moments where you're like on set and like deeply in the project and like you're, you're, that becomes your life. It's like, how do you balance that out with reprieve with, you know, moments for yourself? Like, how do you, how do you strike that balance? Like, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Mm, I think, I think that I I try different ways of doing that all of the time. Yeah. Um, you know, I since I was here last year, I worked back to back to back and I'm so grateful. And I made just people like to ask actors, like, what's your dream role? And I did two of them last year. Like, wow. I have to now dream bigger. And um, I just really needed a break because as much as acting fulfills is so fulfilling and um, I will, I hope do it for, I'm sure do it for the rest of my life. I, it's exhausting. The hours are yeah exhausting. And then you go home and you learn lines and I don't shower every day. Black Twitter don't come for me. <laughs> Don't you dare come for me. We won't have it. We won't have it. Well, I won't, I won't, I will not stand (laughs) for it. I use a washcloth and I shower for no, I (laughs) again I'm not that quacky. Um, but it just it really runs it can run you into the ground. And it's more so mentally, the mental exhaustion. And so I needed to kind of recalibrate. And I got back home and I have, I'm so lucky. I have a beautiful home. I live in LA. There's sun and trees. And, you know, I live, my sisters and my mom are nearby and I have some friends and I go to the beach. It's, it's an amazing base, but I got there and I was like laying in the sun and I was like, this is not where I want to be right now. Hmm. And I realized that I would keep myself in, in spaces that I am enjoying being in. Yes. And I'm grateful to be in them and I find peace in them. But if I get the urge to go outside of that or do something else, I would feel guilty about it. It would make Mm, me feel like, how can you not appreciate this experience right now? Yeah. Your backyard in the sun by the pool, like you spoiled brat. Um, And then I realized like, that's not, why would I do, why work so hard and essentially, yeah, make money. We all work to make money and then just kind of sit there with it. Why would I do that? Right. That doesn't do anything for the world. That doesn't benefit anybody else. My guilt doesn't service me. It doesn't service anyone else. You know, it's kind of like, the way in which this is the only comparison that I can draw right now, because it's obviously at the forefront of my brain, but it's like everyone, white folks talking about their white guilt. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. What? Right, right. Your guilt doesn't actually do anything for me. Right. Like you may lay in bed at night. What's the tangibility of that? Right, yeah. Yeah, but what is it actually? I don't care. I don't care if you have white guilt. Um, And so I had to have that talk with myself of like, oh, boo. Oh, boo hoo go out and take advantage of the, the life that you have and have like, you know, life, unfortunately is like, yes, hard work, but also a lot of it is whether you want the word to be luck or destiny or whatever it is that you believe in. Some of us end up in positions that other people deserve to be in and they don't. Right. And it's like, what do I do with that? Right. Right. So I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to sit here and be in this even amazing position and be all sad. I'm going to go be happy somewhere else. And so 
that's what I did. And now I've been here for a few weeks and um, I got that, you know, rest and relaxation that I needed. I still ended up working and making a bunch of music. (laughs) (laughs) Inevitably. Yeah. Now I'm tired again. (laughs) But um, I'm running off to New York in a couple of days, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was going to say we should do this in person, but then I was like, nah, I'm not going to put it off. And also I'm probably going to get to New York and be, and be you'll be sucked into the vortex and you'll just be like, woo, seeing all the friends and it will be impossible for us. Well, that's the thing. Exactly. Yeah. I came here to do the isolation and that filled me up. And then I got creative and then I started being, you know, I got somehow back into like sucked into a a work headspace. And then I woke up and I was like, I'm going to go to New York and, you know, my closest friends live out there and I'm going to go yeah. I get sucked into the vortex and yeah. then I'm going to go back to LA and I'm going to be at home and I'm going to feel appreciation because I miss my home and I miss yeah. my dog. Your family. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to feel good. That makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to quickly backtrack and ask what were those two back-to-back dream roles? First of all, Um, okay. So the first one that I shot was, it was in New York and it was in, it doesn't matter when actually, yes, it does. I'm setting, I'm setting the scene. Okay. Um, I still don't even know what was it October. I don't know. I wrapped up my birthday. So it must've been November. I was in New York and I shot a movie called Susie searches. Uh, uh, Sophie Cargman directed it and she's brilliant. She's a genius in her own right. And I came onto the movie as an actor and a producer in the beginning of 2020. Nice. And, um, it was kind of right when everything shut down, but we just knew that as soon as we can make this movie, like we got to hit the ground running and be ready to go. Yeah. Um, but everyone thought every production felt that way. (laughs) So we kept getting like, pushed yeah yeah and it just came at we got to make this movie at the best time and I I just felt by the time it came around I was so ready and I got to transform for the first time I wear braces (gasps) I yeah which messes with how you speak and yeah I was gonna say like yeah voice And I had all, and you know, also this character had like lived with me for nearly two years at that point. And so I, I just, she was in my body and ready to be born. And, Mm -hmm. um, it was so fulfilling and I've used that word so much. That's good. Um, and I, I don't, it's, it's, it's not often that I think, um, Fems in this industry get to transform in that way. Mm. Um, yeah, we don't often get to be in the prosthetics and like play parts. Um, I don't get to play like fems who are not necessarily there to be physically desirable in some capacity, right? Even right. if you're not, you know the love interest, or if you are quote unquote, you know, masculine and you're a hero or action star of some sort, there's still kind of this, uh, innate attraction that the filmmakers want Mm -hmm. and to be able to not have to service that idea at all. Um, and just exist in Susie's body was, like I said, it was a dream come true. It was a dream role. And um, it's about a girl who has a podcast. <gasps> she has a true crime podcast. <gasps> she has a true crime podcast. And Alex Wolf is in it. He's amazing. Um, and she, Alex, Alex's character, Desi, goes missing. He goes to the same uh, community college as her. And she's like, this is my big break. I'm going to find this oh, missing my God. and become a national sensation, you know, cause she's isolated. She doesn't have many friends. She takes care of her mom. Her mom has MS. Um, and so this is, she wants to be embraced by anybody, by the world. 
And, um, you know, it's kind of a, hmm, I guess it's sort of a, it's a mystery. Yeah. Sounds like she's yeah. Yeah. It gets a little unhinged. It's really great. And the other movie I'm still going (laughs) (laughs) written and directed by Tyresha Poe, who's a chef's kiss man. Again, another genius in her own right. She's, you have to have her on the podcast. Actually. She's incredible. Um, the movie is called The Young Wife and it takes place over my uh, wedding party weekend because mm-hmm. it's not a wedding. And uh, Leon Bridges plays my fiance. The whole cast is just incredible. Oh it, it was we shot in this tiny town in Georgia and we had truly just like a summer camp experience. One of those, you have those, those filming experiences here and there that make you feel like a kid playing at a park with a fire truck. Like it, mm, yes, it, it, it was, it, everyone was a good person as far as I know so far. <laughs> talented and cozy. And the movie that we made is it's this, it's magical realism. It's, it's heightened. And I mean, for me, I think that it's taking place in this multiverse. It's really up for interpretation, which I think is yeah. what makes Tyresha incredible because she creates, her art is always up for interpretation. And yeah. that's that's something that I've always wanted to do. And it's very stylized and I'm I'm over the moon. I've always wanted to work with someone like that. And wow. it's... Yeah. Yeah. I love the way that you described both projects. So, (laughs) you know, so full, so languid, so descriptive. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, rotten tomatoes could never. (laughs) Could never. They don't stand a chance. (laughs) No, rotten tomatoes. You're amazing. I hope they both get 100 on rotten tomatoes. Um, Yeah, I'm very excited. I think that not just for me, but this is a bold statement, but I think that for film and for um, filmmakers who identify as women, these two movies and these Tyresha and Sophie who directed Susie Searches, they are, this is a gift to our industry right now. Yeah. I I think that people are going to be incredibly inspired, not just the audience, but I think the industry and what we need to feel and kind of losing, I don't know, the quality of, uh, storytelling. Yeah. 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 I think everything is so quick now and, um, everyone wants this like immediate, um, satisfaction because of, because of, I mean, TikTok, which is incredible. I am a TikTok stan. Um, Take my phone. Take all my secrets. I don't care. Take my bank account information. TikTok. I know. I oh have God. it all. Hack me. I already have it. That's the thing. I don't care. Scan my face. Put it all out there. Have my social security number. I love it. But because of things like that, and because of our attention spans, you know, we we don't. It's scary to end a movie with just leaving people with something. You know. Mm. Yeah. Like, and not, not wrapping it up all wrapped up. Yeah. Happy yeah. ending that America loves. Yeah. Um, but fuck a happy ending. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> I'm a very optimistic person, but life is not a happy ending. Life is we die at the end. And a lot of people will be sad if you're yeah. lucky. Right. Right. Damn. That's so true. I mean, oof. I feel like it's so rare to hear like, the, like, this is the industry is really going to benefit from this. This is a work that is putting something positive, something interesting. Cause I feel like the rhetoric I'm always hearing is boring, boring, done it, washed out, stupid. You know what I like? Just like, (laughs) and I mean, there are, there are, you know, I say that I've seen some of my favorite movies this year. I, you know, but also although they were led by um, some actors that are 
The Lost Daughter, I really loved. And Olivia Coleman is one of my inspirations. Yes. That she's incredible and vast and dynamic and all of that. Um, and we have, you know, everything everywhere all at once. So not to say yes. that we don't have yep. that, you know, uh, uh, woman-led representation of uh, women of color, um, meaning Michelle, obviously. I To be able to be in these two movies that I think are going to be really impactful and for those those characters who are now people to me in these movies to look like me um or to not look like me right to just not be white (laughs) is um yeah 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 is exciting and obviously we also need films of people who don't look like me um and that's important as well I'm just here to do my part and not do not my part (laughs) (laughs) I I'm just doing my part. No, I hear you. I hear you. It's complicated too. And I think like, oof, I mean, the representation politics in Hollywood, yeah, da, da, da. But I feel like, yeah, like, I think it's just as important to remember the works that are impactful and good along with the, you know, necessary critique um, that is always going to be there to like move things forward and get more interesting writers and people in rooms and like, Yeah. Like actually, okay. What are some other films, TV shows, whatever that have impacted you? And you're like, Oh, that was, I like that. That was it. That was good. Life or this year recently, maybe this year. Um, So this year I said, I liked the lost daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I'm at the age, but also that movie, I think because I'm at the age, that movie really made me question, do I want to be a parent would I be the kind of parent I want to be? Um, and because of that, I really loved the film. I mean, also the performances were, I love Jesse Buckley. Um, and like I said, Olivia Coleman, uh, the worst person in the world loved it. Sat in the parking lot after <laughs> yes. my friends sat in the parking lot after and, it was really cool for all of us to sit there and be like, I feel like the worst person in the world. And then we realized, well, that's why the movie exists. And we all think that we're the worst person in the world when we sometimes have to make decisions for ourselves. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once, duh. Um, and I just fell into a, I saw the revival of Cabaret here in London um, the other night. Yes, I had to. It was impeccable. And I fell into a Bob Fosse uh, <gasps> hole, rightfully so. Yes. So I watched Fosse Verdon, which was just, I, when I say I'm in a Bob Fosse hole, I am in a Bob <laughs> Fosse hole. I can't, I'm scratching my way out. Um, I'm going to watch Sweet Charity tonight, see what happens. Oh, nice. I, uh, I get hyper fixated on things, um, but my favorite movie, well, one of my favorite movies is Amelie. <gasps> Me too. Uh, I love Amelie. It's one of my favorite films. And I think that's why my, like, that would be a dream role for me. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But, yeah. um, which I also saw on stage in London last year, lived my best life. And um, Amelie, when I read Susie Searches, I was like, oh my God, this is my version of Amelie. I get to, Wow this woman curating her own world yeah and has been so isolated um is just oh my god i love that film so much um and there is kind of also this i don't know it is kind of it's like inherently fantasy because mm-hmm. you know yeah she is she's living out sort of these fantasies and allowing other people to live out fantasies it's yeah um, but also on the other hand, I be watching dumb shit all the time. <laughs> like dumb what? Shit. Say it. By dumb <laughs> shit. By dumb shit. I mean like, what do I watch that's just dumb shit? Um it's more so not even necessarily series or uh movies or anything like that. I fall into YouTube holes. I see. Yeah. I fall into YouTube holes. Um, oh, that's a depressing one. I'm not here to talk about that hole. That's a conspiracy sad hole. 
Um, I've been trying to understand what this is funny because it's not dumb shit. It's smart shit, but I'm a dumb shit. I felt <laughs> a Albert Einstein hole. Like I can't wrap my head around what he did. <laughs> I watched so many videos and I'm just like, I don't get it. Why did the light bend? Right. What's happening? And what does that have to do with anything? Like, I just am really trying to get a grasp. I'll do that or I'll watch like, I'll watch freaking like people talking about like, follow me a day. My life, like my life living in Japan. And it's someone like waking up and making their husband a bento box and playing with their kid. And I will watch that for like a Japanese mommy blogger for just a day in the life. Yeah. I'm not a mom. I don't live in Japan. Right. 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 I'm not going to make a bento box. (laughs) Um, Oh my God. That's making me think of the show. You know, the show that's like little kids kids in Japan doing errands. That's what I mean by dumb shit. It's not dumb, but it's like mindless. 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 Yeah. Mindless. Yeah. Um, People going about their days, their lives, very regular, very routine or not love Island, Australia. Oh my God. Oh my God. That is married at first sight. Australia. Those Australians are different. They agree. A different breed. (laughs) A different breed. Um, (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of TV out there. Oof. There's a lot of TV out there. I can't even think of, um, I I don't know what's new and well, we were bonding over, um, you were like, I, when I think about Chet Hanks being Tom Hanks, son. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Z-Ways, but also the Z-Ways like kind of like no, that's not really mindless, actually. She's not necessarily mindless. That's no, very... Dumb shit. That's yeah, dumb shit in the sense that, like... And she'll know what I mean when I say that's that dumb shit. That's just... <laughs> not, like, this... Because that's the point. That's the like, point, yeah. I... Chet Hanks is the, the entertainment of just... I, I, I don't even... <laughs> the idea of Chet is funnier than just him as a person. The fact that, you know, Tom Hanks is his father brings me so much joy and ecstasy. Yeah. (laughs) Agree. I agree. There's nothing about it that makes sense or it makes all of the sense. You know, Tom just said, be you. Yeah. Be you. (laughs) As you would imagine. And Chet said, no, I'm going to be black. <laughs> and like, Tom said, that's you, babe. That's that good shit. Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, but except, except from the DR. It's like, okay. Oh, my goodness. I love it. It's very funny. Wow. Yeah. Um, very interesting segue for me, but who... Yeah. <laughs> is your dream collaborator or who's someone you really want to work with uh, this year? This year? Yeah. Or, or just in the future. In the future, someone that I want to work with in the future. Yeah. Probably someone that I've never even heard of or met yet. You probably, I right. am, you know, I, um, like could be someone you're acting alongside or like, I know it's so hard. There's so many. There's so many. Okay. Yeah. People, I I, I, I don't know how to like prioritize. Right. Okay. I think that I would, I I would, I I would love to just work with, I think the obvious people that anyone would want to work with Viola Davis. Oh my God. Yeah. I love that woman. Obviously, you know? Yeah. Um, but I would love to work with, um, I would love to work with filmmakers that I just haven't heard of yeah. or yeah. discovered or met yet. Um, because I, I have this belief, well, this is just the truth that like the most 
inspirational work that you could experience or be a part of or witness, like you'll probably never see, you know? Yeah. Like an actor that you would fully be just enthralled and like obsessed with and they would make you feel in your body. Like you're never going to get to witness them. They're somewhere yeah. in the world where on right. the stage. Just, yeah. 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 And that's so crazy to me. Um, Because other than that, there's hella people I would love to work with. (laughs) Yeah. I know. Like, it's like, that's such an impossible question, you know? Like, if you really. I want to work with my friends. I I, I would want to work with some people that I've already, you know. Nice. I would love to collaborate with friends again. I love the idea of like a little troop, you know? Yeah. That comes together and makes an assortment of projects. I would love to do that. That's, that would be a dream. Yeah. Yeah. Working with your friends. I feel like that's been the consistent answer on the podcast. Everyone's like, I want to work with my friends. (laughs) Yeah. Because makes sense. They're your friends. You probably watch the same films and listen to the same music, read the same books and, you know, um, You learn from each other and you expose. If I'm watching, reading, or listening to anything, I've probably, a friend probably told me to check it out. Right, right. And then when I discover something new, I have to tell everybody. Yeah, it's like the (laughs) ecosystem of like friends sharing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. 100%. Um, Okay, what are you listening to right now? What's in your your music rotation? Right now, I am listening to, um, let's see, I'm listening to The Marias, oh, um, kind of them. which I know I just discovered the other day. I'm listening to, this is, so I'm listening to Brent Fias. I, <laughs> my friend Amber Olivier, who's amazing. Um, a, she's um, a musician as well, an artist, and she did her first um, uh, EP with Brent. And she was living at my place when she was making it. And so in my mind, I and, and Brent wasn't really Brent yet, to be fair. And I just knew it was her friend. So when I started seeing him like pop up everywhere, I do this thing because I'm a Sagittarius. If you tell me to go left, I'm going to go right. I can't help it. My brain just is like, no, I am do the exact opposite of what you told me. (laughs) Yep. And so because of it, I was just like, oh, that's Amber's friend. (laughs) Most people would be like, oh, tight. I can check it out. I was like, that's Amber's friend. That's so cool. Look at him go. But my brain would never go. Let me listen to Brent because I'm listening to Amber. Yeah. So technically I'm listening to Brent. I'm listening to Amber. Yeah. And so I said to her recently, I was like, I don't even, uh, I actually don't comprehend the, I don't comprehend this. Actually, I, I understand. Yes. That, but I, I, I don't. <laughs> and because I haven't even paid attention. Yeah. yeah. Like intentionally. And so the other day I like listened to it and I was like, Brent's good. That guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's nice. Brent's good. I get that. I get that. He's oh my good. god! He's like fucking the whole world knows. It was like duh, yeah, yeah, duh. Um, but I've been catching up. <laughs> I, I obviously had heard a few of his, some of his music, but I've really now been listening to all of his music, and he's an amazing lyricist. Um, I've been listening to Sir, the same album over and over and over again. John Redcorn. Best song, obviously Kendrick's new album. Um, I mean, I just listened to Billie Eilish's um, album. Oh, which I, I like Billie Eilish. Um, Orion Sun, amazing. Yeah, just I listen to so much shit. Nice. I like that you're actually looking right now. Like you're, you're I am referencing. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking this at my little time. Yeah. <laughs> Maggie Rogers. I love Maggie Rogers. Yeah, nice. Um, and then you know, my throwback folks, but I mean, oh, children of Zeus, they're amazing. They're based here, I, I believe in London, in London, if not England somewhere. Um, 
love them. Amazing. Charlotte Day Wilson. Love, yeah. love, love. We love. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, we did an episode hey. of the Love her. Oh, love her. Um, Cleo Soul, so good. Wizkid. Okay, Kaya. I gotta yeah. stop. I haven't mentioned okay, Kaya, because I gotta stop mentioning okay, Kaya at this point because it's embarrassing. <laughs> I literally say her name in every interview. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting weird. Um, and then there's beautiful chorus who who is they are a group of <laughs> just a group. They their voices together, beautiful chorus. I don't need that's what they're called. And I listen to them every morning. Just oh nice. Oh my god, so good. But yeah. I could go on, but I'm not going to put you through that. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be a sidebar for the DMs. Um. Now I'm just (laughs) excited to listen to some music. Um, (laughs) That's what I'm listening to. That's amazing. That was a really generous um, (laughs) selection. That was a, that was a roster. That was a playlist. I gave my all. I did what I could do. Yes. Much appreciated. You're welcome. Yeah. (laughs) What piece of advice would you give to your younger self? Mm. Or just like a really good piece of advice that you've carried with you that resonates. Right. Yeah. Mm, man, I would give myself so much advice. I needed it. Boy. Uh, God, I wish I had someone to give me advice. Not that I didn't have, you know, an amazing mom and dad and stuff, but I, I was the oldest sibling. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't have someone maybe more relative in age or like at least in the same generation. Yeah. Yeah. Me advice and insight. I had my friends, but like my sisters text me about things that are important that I didn't have someone to call. Right. Exactly. You know, about, Um, maybe that is the advice is to, that's so hard though, to seek out that person. Not many people, I know, you know, willing to take someone under their, under their arm like that. I'm, mm, I guess the advice I would give, I'm trying to give advice. That's, uh, not the same shit. Like be yourself. I know. I know. It's hard. Probably. That it all gets worse from here. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm just kidding. Um, Billy Sage, just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joshing. You know, I did. It's this is a really hard one for me. This is a really hard question. I'm taking it. So maybe it's because I'm the oldest sibling that I'm taking this You're so taking seriously. very seriously. Listen, I'll tell you mine that. I yeah, yeah, yeah. You go first. Okay. Best piece of advice that I received. I think it was this year. Yeah. 2022. My boss, Legacy Russell, um, who is an amazing curator and uh, executive director and chief curator at the kitchen. And she told me your life is going to be so much easier the faster you learn to forgive yourself. And I was like, you know, and she was like, especially as a curator, someone working with artists where things are always going to go haywire. And that's a part of the process. The faster you learn to forgive yourself, the better you will be at your job because you'll just and relationships and everything. Yep. So everything. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I really wish I got that piece of advice when I um when I was younger. I like skateboarded for a second. When I say for a second, Very I mean cool. literally I like learned I can't skateboard. And <laughs> I, uh, I broke my tailbone and I like apparently you don't really I don't know if I broke my tailbone. Someone told me when I was describing it, they were like, your tailbone was broken because I couldn't walk up the stairs. Yeah, that feels serious. I have to like crawl up the stairs, but like my body and my stepdad did nothing about it. They were just like, damn, you must have fallen hard. I was like, I sure did. I <laughs> on the, the floor. Skateboard. I never got back on that skateboard. And I wish I would have forgiven myself and been like, go again, bitch. Oh um, 
Yeah, that's a that's really good advice. Mm. I think mine would be something along the lines of being alone doesn't necessarily mean that it's not a bad thing. It can mm. be. Yeah. Um, and it can lead to an immense amount of sadness. But I think it took me a while to realize that I don't have to make the assumption that because I'm alone, I am lonely and I have no one. Like that being alone doesn't mean you have to isolate yourself. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I wish I would have gotten that advice. I was alone a lot because I was, we moved around a lot. So I was always new somewhere. And even if I had friends, I would feel really lonely. So I learned, quickly that I would rather be alone and enjoy myself than like kind of be with a crowd that just makes me feel even worse. hundred percent. You know, I kind of picked up on the difference and it took me a bit to pick up on the difference. I didn't know that when I was eight, you know, right, of course. Yeah. And now as an adult, that's why I'm able to come to London by myself and, um, make friends. Yeah. And, uh, reach out to people that I also, I normally maybe wouldn't like also allowing myself to lean on people and being like, Hey, can I stay with you or whatever it may be? Or I'm really lonely. If you have time, can we hang out this week? You know? Um, yeah, it would probably, that's That's beautiful. That space. That's helpful. That's something I'm trying to learn right now. (laughs) hard because you have to override your kind of nervous system and your brain and all of the ways that you've, I mean, you're a human. You yeah. <laughs> you were born, you know, with a personality, you were then molded into this person and then you unmolded yourself. And now you're like molding yourself again. It's, yeah, it's, hard. it's, it's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah. It is. <laughs> what have you, this is kind of in the same vein, but what have you learned about yourself in the past year? Something you've learned about yourself. Uh, something I've learned about myself in the past year. <laughs> oh, that's fun. <laughs> I'm a good leader. Ooh, nice. Nice. I feel that. I believe it. Based off of the last thing that I just said, you could imagine that I was kind of a follower. Um, As a kid, I wasn't like a sheep, but when you are new everywhere, you do naturally, you're like, I just need someone to eat with at lunch. That's it. Yeah. Give me. me. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to smoke with you behind the dumpster, but I'm going to stand there. And if we get in trouble, I'm getting in trouble, but are we still eating lunch together? I don't care. (laughs) you know, but I found through, um, you know, producing and putting together projects and getting them made and also, uh, leading, um, in films that I've made in the last year, like, and, and maybe this is from outside validation, (laughs) (laughs) but it does help for your cast, um, or your director, even for people to say, I, you're a good leader and you really helped us like guided us through this. And I don't know. I don't think I'd ever really necessarily heard that before. I was never like volleyball captain or anything. Right. 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 I didn't. How would you know that you're a good leader? I'm not a CEO. (laughs) I don't fucking know. I also don't right. think no, I it's hard to, to self-identify that without. Yeah, exactly. I never yeah. Why would I know that? I always knew that I had strong opinions and I'm right a lot. <laughs> but also, this is the important thing. Leaders are right a lot. Good leaders are right a lot. Yeah. But good leaders are also wrong a lot. And it's because they're taking that chance. That's what you have to do to exercise all of the options. No one wants to make decisions. No one. Also in being a leader, you have to know that you are going to fail in front of a group of people that were trusting you to lead them. But failing doesn't mean that you're not a good leader. 
It's the exactly. ownership that makes you a good leader. And it's knowing how to reroute and find quickly having other solutions. And I realized that I was good at that. And yeah. I take pride in that. Good. Yes. <laughs> Fuck anybody who says that I'm not a good leader. Fuck them. <laughs> You're the eldest sibling. Okay. That was, you know, you have experience. Yeah. yeah. And also, so I'm, I am a sad. We are oh, right bringing it right back. We are good leaders. <laughs> I don't Classic think that's a I don't think that's a quality. I was just bringing it full. That was just a call. No, I, I like the link. I like. The link. <laughs> I think there's a link. Oh my goodness! Yeah. What is your relationship to style? You are a very stylish person. I'm looking at you now, and you just have the effortless, cool. <laughs> okay, so tell me about it. What's um, hmm. I don't know. I just be doing my own thing. Yeah. I, uh, I don't, it's, I don't, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I just do my own thing. Yeah. I've always kind of had, whether I was, it's interesting, like whether I, regardless of how I've dressed in the past, literally since I was a child, I, I always in my mind though, wanted to look like what I look like right now, if that makes any sense or feel how I feel in my body, how I um, show myself to the world. Like my style and my mind hasn't changed. It just has on the outside. Yeah. Because I was assimilating or whatever it was that I was doing. Um, But I think that's (laughs) really maybe kind of weird. Um, No, not weird at all. It's always just been, comfortable and easy and uh maybe a little like bright in some ways um yeah I like to just like be comfortable but it's fun to manipulate people's gaze whatever that may be you know whether you're saying like I got my dancing pants on floor <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah um or you're wearing uncomfortable shoes that are too high to dance. And you're saying, I'm not going to dance tonight. Right. Um, I like to send messages with, with um, my clothing, which could really be used against me as <laughs> could be used against thin women that do not take that and twist that. Whoever hears that. <laughs> Um, my editor's like, no, just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like no, but y'all get what I'm saying. No, I get it. I get what you're saying. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I love clothes. I feel like it's, it's a, like my favorite, um, holiday is Halloween because you get to transform yourself and you can be whatever you want. And that's you already fun. know what you're going to be for Halloween this year. I don't know. I need an amazing costume though. I want it to be conceptual. Mm-hmm. What were you for Halloween? Did you do Halloween last year? Were we do, were we out last yeah, year? Yeah, last year me and my best friend were just royals. We were kings. Love and that. we were just on our king shit. So we were like, let's be kings. I and we, I had a scepter and I was like sceptering all night. <laughs> I have to see that. I love that. It's very on uh well, I guess no, that's not Met Gala theme. I was gonna, but like you could have dressed as a king at the Met Gala and fought, and that would have been some that still would have looked like the theme. Exactly. Yep. It sure would have. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I had a good Halloween costume, to be fair. It's hard. Takes work. <laughs> last year, um, my sister and I were going to recreate costumes that we had when we were kids. There's <gasps> a great photo. She was Minnie Mouse and I was Diana Ross. Um, and my aunt made my dress. I had a purple feather boa and those like, you know, those little heels when you're a kid, they're like plastic. <laughs> Um, a little gym and a little fur on them. And so I bought everything to, I also wanted to make the dress the same. I'm pretty sure I got the same fabric from Joanne's. Like I'm pretty sure. That has Joanne's. Um, and my sister got all this stuff to make it. And then we ended up, I don't know, maybe it was because of COVID and exposure or something like that. We didn't get together. Oh, dang. Yeah. 
Yeah, but we saved it. It's okay. It's going to happen. Okay, good. Oh, t- okay. TV yeah, I still TV. have everything. It's okay, happening. great, great, great. You know what's crazy is we had to get... So, you know, in the 90s, everyone had um, the pumpkin, like, head uh, trick-or-treating. Yes, yes. The, thing, bu- like, the bucket, yeah. Bucket, the bucket. Thank yeah. you. And, and they came in different colors. So mine was purple to match my feather boa, duh. And... Uh, we and my sister had a pink one and you know i'm thinking if we're gonna go on amazon and find these buckets no problem for like nine dollars these things are now vintage oh stop it and i had to get you can get the orange ones i think on amazon but uh, we had to get them on ebay and mine was like thirty dollars the purple one the purple one. Get out of here. I hate that. That's I know. Weird. I mean, I mean, granted, like we could have spray painted them or something, but the mouth, I wanted the exact. No, you needed it to be uh, like the real deal. I needed to be the exact, the exact, the exact one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's wild. Wow. I mean, which is hot. Oh my God. Okay. Well, this yeah. is perfect segue. And to my last question that I ask all my guests, and I feel like you're going to have a great answer. No pressure. No pressure. Um, tell me a secret. Okay. Tell you a secret. Um, okay. A good secret. What's a secret that I have? <laughs> I'm really good at making plans and scheduling time. <laughs> so hold on. That wasn't... <laughs> You're like, that wasn't it. <laughs> so if I cancel on you, I've absolutely, I'm 98% sure. And you can be sure that I have made it up because I just didn't want to go. Ah, that's amazing. That's, <laughs> that's my that's secret. A good one. That's I a really good one. absolutely, probably, <laughs> although, you know what, Courtney, if you hear this the other day, when I canceled and I said it's because my it was cold and my blow dryer was broken and my hair was wet, that was not a lie. <laughs> that was true. And I was very upset about it. I had a whole break. Like, I was very upset. That was like a one-time um, thing. Yeah. But otherwise, if I'm like, oh, something came up, I have to, oh, I got to hop on this call or I'm, I'm lying. I am I lying. It. It's a lie. I am lying. <laughs> nothing ever comes up like if something comes up i am the first person to be like i can't i have this other thing i'm no i'm sorry it's not yeah. gonna work i am lying to you i'm lying <laughs> that's a really good one my secret is i'd be lying <laughs> yes and honestly i love that for you because <laughs> It's, it's you fine. Heard. Yeah. It's fine. It's, what's it's worse okay. is the, what, the, the, there's, the thing is if I were to go and this is what people don't realize, yeah. I'm going to sound like a manipulator, but if I go, then I'm having an, then I'm lying about actually wanting to be there. And that's <laughs> worse. That's it worse. is worse because you're like, Oh yeah. You're like, you're like being fake. Yeah. That's you worse. You really want to be there. Yeah. I have worked on though. Kind of like, in some circumstances, just being like straight up, I don't want to today. I don't <laughs> feel like it, yeah. you know. Um, but it's otherwise, know. yeah. Ah, well, ah, to, to yeah. people that if you care about what what they think about you and they're important to you, well, it's normally like um, n- new, maybe kind of like new people, like people True. who. Like the first time I hang out with someone or meet up with something, someone or something like that, I can kind of get a little bit like, oh no, I don't have the capacity to have genuine interest. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just like me being like, "Ah, I just don't care. Like a lot of times I'm just like, I got three hours of sleep, but I've realized that it's also okay to say, you know what? I only got three hours of sleep. I don't want to hang out. I don't want to do this today. I don't want to accompany to your friend's birthday dinner. I'm going to bail or whatever, but somehow I always find myself just lying about just, yeah. 
Like, yeah. <laughs> and then, never mind, it's fine. <laughs> and then, oh, we're getting personal. No, listen, that's an amazing secret. And I deeply relate. Yeah, I think we all do it. Yeah. Um, if anything, TikTok has made me realize that we're all doing the same shit. Yeah. Yeah. Same shit. Or that's just the <laughs> algorithm that makes me think that we're up. There's millions of people that are doing what I'm doing. I know that. Yeah, I know that much. I know that much. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's my secret. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Well, thank you so much for being my guest. This was so fun. This is a really fun, much fun. I will um I will hit you up when I get to New York. Oh, and if sweet. I hit you up and then I, if I want to cancel, I will tell you the truth. Please do. Thanks for tuning in to the Cultured Magazine podcast, Points of View. We look forward to bringing you exciting interviews with artists and their visions for the future every month. Thank you to the podcast team for making this happen. To our editor, Alex Capalma, our sound engineer, Lars Probert, our theme music by Color Plus and Cultured Magazine. Cultured Magazine.